0: I'm the type of person where I really I thrive in procrastinating, right? I do better when I wait until the last second to get shit done. It, it's always been that way for me, or oh, throughout life, I've always waited until the last minute for some bizarre reason. That's when like I I fucking hit my stride and I'm good to go. Except when it comes to chores, and now I have put myself in a very, very bad position. I have in-laws coming. My sister-in-law is coming. I'm dreading this. I promised the wifey that I would clean. I've been pushing it off like all week. And now after this, like I'm, I I, I almost feel like I want to drag this episode out for like nine hours because I don't want to have to go home and vacuum.
1: The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war there's only DICE and PIPES.
0: And we're back, DICE and PIPES. I am here with Brian. We just learned about a very serious gripe that Brian has on the uh, D&D side of things. Racial slurs being tossed around left and right. I mean, we have to be very careful with this show. Do we follow the same FCC rules that AMFM radio does? No. No, we don't. Uh, and we don't have an app, so we don't have to worry about like people coming after us and like shutting down our app. So I think we're good for now. Everything gets bleeped out, especially out of Brian's filthy mouth. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's really a fair statement for me to say. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm disparaging you like right out of the gate here. How are you, Brian, considering I just accused you of throwing racial slurs around?
1: I'm not going to do it because... What were you going to do? I don't want to give myself that much work. <laughs> uh, the 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 compound here uh, has launched an assault on me. The compound? Yes. It, like the people within the compound? No, no, no. The compound itself, okay. I believe, has become self-aware. In one day, mm-hmm. it destroyed my stove, my dryer, a tree fell across my driveway, and I had to clean my pool filter.
0: This shit's getting real here. Yeah, It's is so, like Skynet.
1: It turns out, and I didn't know this was a thing, uh, birds, birds of a feather flocked together.
0: Flocked <laughs> together? I said it right. No, you do. Okay, okay, we'll let that one slide. Go, No, 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 go ahead, because that would be me very nitpicky. Yeah, don't be that guy. I know. I'm nobody, nobody likes that guy. No, I don't like that guy, especially if he's from Canada. Yes. And that is not a mispronunciation.
1: <laughs> that was me being funny. And don't spoil it in case they listen to this first. Oh, that's right. Well, and now it's just a teaser. That's right. So
0: I'm not spoiling. I'm teasing.
1: Uh, so birds of a feather flocked together and created a nest. Okay. Where was the Here nest? tither. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Up in my dryer venter. We're really stretching <laughs> the rhymes here, aren't we? Good. Uh, yeah, so uh, some birds built a nest in my dryer vent.
0: Causing the dryer to uh, no longer work
1: properly. Right. Like, I thought there was something wrong with the computer, the innards of the dryer, because if you increased the heat or the duration of uh, of the drying capabilities, mm-hmm. it would shut down. Okay. If you left it on basic, bitch, medium heat, medium length, it was fine. I'm like, ah, the timer's fucked up or whatever. Nope. It was the self-policing uh, technology inside of the dryer that was kicking on. Uh, because the heat was getting trapped thanks to the bird nest. So I'm clearing out the bird nest. A tree falls in the forest. Nobody was around to hear it, so I'm not sure if it made a sound Of or course not. it
0: didn't. Nobody was there.
1: But uh, I ended up getting a chainsaw and slicing that son of a bitch three ways from Sunday.
0: And now I'm in an impasse. The original chainsaw that you used, how big was that blade, do you think? Uh, for this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 12 inches. 12-inch 12 blade. Yeah. I-, I would say the circumference... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exceeds no. the manufacturer's warning. Uh, <laughs> not the circumference. The diameter. I'm sorry. we yes. have to use proper terms. Uh, the diameter of this tree, uh, approximately 18 inches. Yeah. The, the you're sh- trying to cut through it with the 12-inch blades.
2: Like, yep.
0: And it's just not working Nope, at it, all. It is uh, designed for 10 inches diameter. Oh, so you're falling way short.
1: Yeah. So I had to make it work. Good. But now, like. No, there's no more making it work. It yeah. is so now we're at an impasse, I'm afraid, with uh, this tree.
0: You cutting that tree reminds me of like the everyday person trying to have sex with a porn star and pleaser. Just not going to yes. work. Right. You know, you're like way under equipped. I to handle am the duties
1: of the duty. I am of the I said it. school of thought that if you're having sex with a porn star, it is no longer about her. It is about you and you enjoy that. <laughs> If it lasts three minutes, whatever. What a great three minutes. Who cares? Exactly. Fuck
0: her. That's what, well. That's it, what you're doing, right? That's what. That's that's a double entendre. Very good. Well done. Well done. Here on the Dyson Pipes Podcast, we we're, we're here to entertain and educate. That's true. If we don't get pulled from the airwaves due to your horrible remarks against unfortunate people of Canada, as a personal point of privilege. Point of privilege Oh wait, wait, wait you can't clap though, you have to just I would like to state the following. Okay.
1: The Dyson Pipes Radio Program mm-hmm. apologizes to the following communities. Oh no. Canadians, midgets, fat people, retards. Thank you. This message was paid for
0: by the Dyson Pipes Radio Program. With I'm last Brian paycheck. and I approve this message. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, that came out of Barry's last paycheck. I refuse to pay that motherfucker. Uh, we touched upon this on the uh on the D D side, and I think we should just briefly go over it on this side. Uh, we just want to extend our uh sincere apologies <clears throat> if you try to stomach your way through the <laughs> the fucking creep show two Halloween special that we recorded last week, minus the microphone. Right. Uh you see, Barry dropped the ball. I'm just gonna fill you in really quick, just in case you only listen to the uh, 40k one and not the D and D one. Uh, Barry, that piece of shit. I'm starting to turn on him. I'm starting to turn on the guy. You know, not for nothing, but that motherfucker has the balls. Like he knows we're talking. He has the balls to just stand outside and just take in the sun. Like the sun. What time is it? Let me see. So it's four o'clock here on the East Coast. The sun is starting to go down because, you know, we no longer recognize daylight saving time. I don't even understand why we have to deal with the clocks. That should be a fucking toast. Um, like, why do we move the clocks forward and back? Because you have to back. spring ahead and fall back. Oh, okay. that That's why. No, it. it uh, I'm under the impression it was done for farmers. Like, farmers, get your shit together. Right? Let's just leave the clocks the way that they were. Why do we have to go back where now like every time I wake up from my mid-afternoon nap because I'm so old and I drink at nine in the morning, like when I wake up now, it's fucking dark out. Anyway, the motherfucker is standing outside. He's just letting the rays of sun that are peering through the trees. Just he's taking in the cascading sun while we sit in here and talk shit about him. He's like Solaire. Dude, if he puts his fucking arms up like Solaire, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to grab that chainsaw that you used all underpowered, and I'm going to cut his leg off. <laughs> his leg might be too thick. <laughs> maybe the wrist. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll go after the wrist. He might have an 18-inch diameter leg. Um, very, very disheartening to learn that following the recording of our special Halloween episode, where we did a little uh, like voiceover work for the show 2 movie, uh, yeah, this motherfucker forgot to turn the microphones on, so yeah, and it ended up recording through the microphone in the in the laptop. Yes, I am duly
1: upset because number one, uh, uh, that was <clears throat> gold. We did drinking games. Yes, right. I think we ended up doing like twelve shots. Every we did a shot every time uh, on the third story of the movie. Takes the ride, lady. He was saying it so much, I lost count. Yeah, dude, and we were I, half drunk by yes. that point. Um, I kept forcing you to refer to the Native American wooden soldier as a savage. (laughs) I wouldn't let you say
0: Indian. Very difficult for me to do. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And nobody's going to hear it. No, they're not. Because if they were like me, they listened to the first five minutes. They were like, hold on. The audio quality on the show is far from subpar. I would say, if you take it's a look at... It's above par. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. Uh, what was the reference that you used oh, in the d the great
1: gorilla monsoon? Yes. Uh, we're going to break our arms by patting ourselves on the back?
0: Yes. And I don't like to do this, but I am going to say that if you take a look at other beginning podcasts out there, our audio quality is incredible. Right. It's incredible. Which is amazing, because usually Barry is on his game. He sets the board. The levels are good. Everything is great. The sound is is fine. And then last week hit, and it was just fucking straight in the shitter. Well, at least he took responsibility for it. Oh, did he? Oh, did he? Uh, let's go over the show notes one more time, shall we? What did he put? Uh, my apologies. Signed up. Barry, I fucked up the audio. Uh, let's see. No, mm-hmm. I don't think he put that.
1: I believe what he put was Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Please forgive the audio quality. The show experienced technical difficulties. Technical
0: difficulties. I'm technically having a difficult time with our producer. I'm technically having a difficult time signing the check that is to our producer. Well, number one, you shouldn't be signing checks. We should be Venmoing Why? or Veniomiaing, whatever the fuck the kids nah, do these dude, days. dude, I'm, I'm old. I don't fucking do that shit. I fucking, I sign a paper check and I hand it to him. And if he can't cash it, not my problem. Not my problem. That's on him. I don't know what's more frustrating, the fact that that guy has no fucking idea what he's doing in his job or the fact that I have to go home and vacuum half drunk. I might do it naked. (laughs) I might just say, fuck it. I might just go home, get naked. Dust particles might fall off of your clothes. And yeah, that way, at least if I'm in the nude, they would just shed straight from my skin to the floor and then I can vacuum them up. Unless you have a pubic hair situation. And then they get trapped within the pubes right <laughs> that'd be bad gross this is a disgusting conversation well it's a good thing from i the- hate the word pubes what's wrong with pubes fucking gross pubic it's a good thing from like just below my eyebrows i shave everything <laughs> down to the knuckles on my toes you look like powder Up th- that i have been called powder quite a few times i am very pale <laughs> i'm almost as white as the lid, look at this fucking work in. I I'm, can't tell where you start and, the, and the, the lid tobacco ends. And the tobacco that I'm holding, by the way, is a can or tin, as they say, of The Haunting, which which, is a tobacco that we will be announcing a winner. No, I'm sorry. We will be picking a winner next week uh, of a tin of The Haunting, uh, along with the remainder of my Sutliff creme brulee and some sort of handwritten mystery note Yes, from Brian. It's going to be great. Not as great as me vacuuming naked in my house. Very good. Uh, What are you drinking, by the way?
1: I am drinking nothing at the moment. I'm empty. Um, That is sacrilege. Let me switch to the stout. Sacrilege.
0: There you go. There you
1: go. Uh, I'm about to be drinking Jameson Irish Whiskey Caskmates Stout Edition. Yes. On the D&D show, I was drinking the IPA Edition, which, by the way, IPA stands for Individual Protective
0: Agency. Individual protective agency. Yes. Uh, how does that apply for <coughs> drinking alcohol, though?
1: Because when you drink the alcohol, it uh, infuses protection from the elements because it gets so toasty warm.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that you're full of shit, and it's very easy to call you out on that, because I know, I have firsthand knowledge. I have a friend. I have a friend who's in... He owns a distillery. Okay. So he, he does this quite often, and I can tell you, again, that you're wrong, and IPA stands for the International Phonetic Alphabet. And it's very important that we know what the International Phonetic Alphabet is, because when we deal with these IPAs, you have to be able to enunciate, and the only way that you can enunciate the name of the IPA is if you fully understand what the International Phonetic Alphabet is. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. You know what? Yes? I... I... I yield. You are correct. See? That's what I'm saying. I was trying to make a joke. Nope. I'm sorry for that. Listen, I'm all business here on the Dyson Pipes Warhammer edition. I'm sorry. I have to be. I have to keep things straight and narrow. That's right. Uh, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, I think it's very important to point out what it is that we're smoking, because we have to do a comparison now. It's very important. Oh, why don't you go first? Because then I have a, a little breakdown of a, a brief little synopsis of the the whiskey, tobacco pairing. Between so these I things.
1: am smoking, uh, gentleman caller, and I will say already, this does not go as well with stout, cask mates as it did with uh, the international phonetic alphabet. Yes, uh, I think this tobacco is best served while
0: drinking something on a sweeter side. <clears throat> now y- you've you've smoked that tobacco with coffee, right? Yes. And in your coffee you put like a uh
1: Provided by Paladin Coffee Company.
0: Uh, you you uh in the coffee you put like a creamer. That's already sugary, so it's sweet. Yes. Have you smoked the deer tongue tobacco with the sweetened coffee? Yeah, oh yeah. And how do you like that? Oh, amazing. Yeah, it is good, right? This is this is
1: a breakfast
0: tobacco for sure. Speaking
1: of breakfast, oh, do your tobacco first. Don't let me forget. I'm gonna write a note. Yes, I have an announcement
0: for breakfast. Oh, good, good, good. Um, so again, I, I've kind of like mixed and mingled between the uh, the Jameson Caskmates IPA edition and the Jameson Caskmates Stout edition. And what I've learned over my drinking tenure and smoking history is that. The heavier the whiskey is, like the the stronger the whiskey more is, intense, the more intense, smokier the whiskey is, where you can really like taste like the leather, not so much the leather, but like the like that like campiness yeah. to the whiskey, the that peatiness, the wood of the whiskey. I find that whether you call it a Balkan or an English, I find that smoking something latakia based is far more complementary to something along those lines as opposed to like a whiskey that is a little sweeter. This IPA is is good. At first, when I first drank it, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking, that's sweet. And I like sweet. I'm like, I have such a bad sweet tooth. Um, this IPA edition is definitely a sweet whiskey. Um, I smoked a Virginia, and you'll hear it when we get into the gameplay. I smoked the IPA edition along with a little opening night, uh, which is Cornell and Deal, and it's a Virginia. That pairing was really good. Pairing... The Squadron Leader, which is what I'm smoking right now. I also smoked it on the D&D side. Pairing the Squadron Leader to the IPA is definitely not as good as pairing it to the Stout Edition. So for my palate, at least, mm. in English, with a peatier, kind of woodier whiskey is more complimentary and something that I enjoy more as opposed to pairing a sweeter whiskey um, with a Virginia or like a like a vapor.
1: It goes together, <clears throat> if I may. I
0: may be so bold. No, please inject. It goes, I think it's interject. No, you're injecting your statement. Injecting. (laughs) Right. Uh,
1: It goes together almost as well Mm -hmm. as a nice sweet cup of coffee with stuffed French toast. And why do I bring up stuffed French toast, you ask? Why? Because you have told me Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you have never eaten at an IHOP. I have never had IHOP. That is correct. So I believe next week when we record intros, we're going to make a pit stop to IHOP. We're going to make a pit sty hop. Ooh. A pit sty hop. Yes. And I may get fucking crazy, and I might order a few entrees to really get a cornucopia of the a offering. full
0: sense of the breakfast... <laughs> Accoutrements like, that they will.
1: Yes, yes. Like when Gordon Ramsay goes into Kitchen Nightmares and he mm-hmm. orders a bunch of shit off the menu.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. You understand that that he doesn't have to pay for that, right? Yeah, whatever. Well, when you start adding, no, like, I'm going to
1: save money from not paying Barry after I fire him after we stop recording. Well, can't guy. can't really fire him. Why?
0: Does he have a union? Well, no, he. He might make some sort of complaint against us. What is he, a newfie? I didn't want to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> but he is from Newfoundland. He is, how do you call it? Canadian? Canadian. Right. He's a Canadian. Yes. From Canada. Canadian. He's a Canadian. He's a Canadian from Canada. Or as I like to call him. Fucking weirdo. Can, can we just... I, I, I totally forgot to ask you on the on the d side. What the fuck ship were you talking about that moved up at Niagara Falls? What the there's fuck a, are you talking about? There's a metal ship that's been there for like 100 years. Okay. Lodged in the rocks. How did it get there? Unknown. It, seriously, there's no known history as to how the ship lodged itself in the rocks. And aliens. I don't know. It probably got... It, no. it, I think it was
1: being towed and uh, the, the line snapped. Towed up Niagara Falls. <laughs> came from the I, bottom of the body of
0: water. <laughs> up... All right, I'll look it up. You got to look it up because I'm very confused. See, the problem with, with shit like this is people can't return their shit to the proper place of where it originated from. So if somebody owned that ship, like why is it there? Why did they just leave it out in the middle of like this rock formation? The have you, I guess you've never been to Niagara Falls. No, I've never
1: been there. The Niagara Scow, also called the Old Scow or Iron Scow, is the unofficial name of the wreck of a small scow That brought two men precariously close to plunging over the Horseshoe Falls, the largest of the Niagara Falls, in 1918, the wreck can still be seen upstream of the falls today. The wreck had been deteriorating over the years. During a storm on the evening of October 31st, 2019, strong winds and rain shifted the historic iron scow off the rock outcrop, allowing it to drift closer to the edge of the falls the scow floated an exact 150 feet downriver from the wreck and seemed to flip on its side and spun around and even closer to the falls. According to a source at the Niagara Parks Commission, a Niagara Parks photo of the wreck confirmed that it was now laying on its side.
0: 150 feet from where it was originally lodged. Yes. Who has that kind of luck? If I... <clears throat> Excuse me. Really? Really? No shit. If I was falling, I remember this ship from when
1: I went to Niagara Falls when I was a child. You're kidding me. Nope. Because I thought that the exact same thing. You were driving at. Really? How is there a fucking ship right here? Right. That doesn't make any sense. I believe sense. the story goes uh, it was being towed and the tow line snapped. Okay. It was like disabled, and it started flowing towards the 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 falls, and then got lodged.
0: We're not making fun of the disabled, are we? No. What? I, I don't know. You get very harsh with your comments sometimes. I just want to make sure. You said disabled. I got nervous.
1: No, no, no. The, okay, let me rephrase. Yes.
0: The ship was being towed.
1: Okay. Uh, because it was wearing safety helmets and licking windows and trying uh, to
0: body slam other children with so reckless abandon. It, it traveled in the blue bus. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Good. Guy, I got you now. Go. Continue. So the blue bus Bernie, as
1: they call it. Yes, yes. Bernie uh, the blue. The line snapped, and I believe what happened to the scow is it got lodged in the rocks. They rescued the people on board. All two of them. I guess, yeah. Why were two idiots why were two idiots in the in the boat? Well, because originally they were friends with Lois and Clark. And Oh, okay. They uh they were giving them safe passage through uh, what I like to call savage territory. Uh, savage territory. Back to the new the new world. Not
0: coming from Newfoundland. Not Newfoundland, the New World. Well I know that they were coming to the New World, but from Newfoundland, it is north of us. They yes. had to travel south, Correct. right? If they're yes. on Niagara Falls. So, so you do know. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm very familiar with this history. Yes. Because as we all know, Lewis and Clark uh I prefer Lois and Clark,
1: like it's Superman. So we all know Lois and Clark <laughs> went to Smallville and then they explored the western territories.
0: Uh, very good. It staked claim. Yes. Came back on a bus. They on found their way bus. back
1: with their, on a blue bus with their friend Magellan. And Magellan was towing them.
0: Correct. Lodged their ship. And then brought them to see Little Bighorn. Superman couldn't fly because Lex Luthor was also on the ship with a little kryptonite. Right. Okay. This is what makes sense. And if you you. go
1: crazy now, Uh will you still call me Superman? I am alive and well, and you'll be there holding my hand. My superhuman, my kryptonite. Wow! If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman?
0: (laughs) I know what it is, but do me a favor for the listeners out there. what, What song is that? Kryptonite. By Three Doors Down. Exactly. I don't know why people
1: want to know what that is. I think you didn't <clears> know that <throat> I knew what it was, and you are trying to fuck
0: me up. But you nailed it.
1: Of course I did. God damn Every me. song I sing, I know. You're good. See, I
0: think uh, I think you get into these conversations with Barry off air, prep, and then you come out here and you throw the shit out there. So you talk all this shit about Barry, but I think you two are in cahoots, as they say.
2: Well, okay, I'm just
0: drawing it out. Saying, I lost my lighter. Nope, it's right here. On today's show, we have something very special for you. Oh, it is called—I don't know—we haven't done this yet. It is called a toast. Oh, and I have one. But first, I have to light my pipe. Did I talk about my pipe? Oh, I'm smoking a uh, squadron leader in my regimental savinelli Yeah, we did this already. Well, I didn't say it. You said. I'm saying what you said.
1: And you said that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I talked about
0: how I smoked and drank. You went on like a 10-minute diatribe about, about the palates and... Right, but all I said was in an English and a Balkan. I never yeah, said exactly say what I'm smoking. You don't say anything. That's yep. your problem. That That is the problem. There's no substance to the words that I spit. <laughs> well, have a fucking toast. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> okay. It, here's my toast. You know what I seriously, what I seriously have a problem with? I was just at the supermarket the other day. Um, had to pick up a couple of things. Uh, decided was really hungry for some Chinese food. Some uh, what? Chinese food.
1: All right, I'll let it slide.
0: It's my. You're, doing it, take.
1: you're You're saying it funny. I got you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Being a being a wiseass. I went for some Chinese round dai. food. Chinese. Round Roundeye round food. And, uh, RCA, I mean really crappy appliance. <laughs> um, and you, you know what, what, what tickles me in the wrong way? I park my car, or at least I attempt to park my car. And as I go to pull into the parking spot, what do you think I'm greeted with? A surprise mm-hmm. shopping cart. A fucking shopping cart in the middle of the parking spot. Why is it there? Like, why are people so fucking lazy that, like, it's not like it's freezing outside? And not even, to me, that's not even an excuse. It's so cold out. You can't fucking walk the cart like 20 feet, put it where it belongs. There is something that infuriates me. And that is people who cannot properly return their shopping carts. Now, we were talking before we uh, started recording. There, there's two different, in my opinion, there's two different ways that this can be handled. So I, I go food shopping, right? And I use a cart. Now, God bless my wife. She has like these. She has her own bags. So she doesn't use bags from the store. God forbid you ruin this bullshit environment anyway. This planet should just die. Now, that's a separate fucking topic. I'm not bitter. Um, So she gets her own shopping bags, and she goes into the store. She shops. She pushes around the cart. And um, after she's done purchasing everything, she loads everything into her bags, pushes the cart to her Jeep, unloads the bags, places them inside the vehicle, and then she's a good normal human being. She takes the cart, and if she's closer to the cart return station, she will take the cart and wheel it over there. As myself, too, I will do the same thing. I'll take the cart and I'll bring it over there. If I'm closer to the store, I'll take the fucking cart and I'll bring it back to the store. Like in the row where the store is, right? They have like the double row where you push all the carts in. More than happy to do that. No, it's these pieces of shit that feel like they have to like walk through the frozen tundra. Like it's not that serious. It's not that bad. Bring the cart someplace. People leave it in the middle of the fucking driving lane. (coughs) Fucking (coughs) Sam! Excuse me, I'm fucking dying here. Fucking Sam, you son of a bitch. God, I'm going to need a lapendectomy. Some fucking Lusatra, whatever that medicine is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why is it so hard to return a cart? I, I well, the, the worst is like when they hide it in a parking spot. It's fucking infuriating because now you want that spot, right? It's a close spot. Everybody loses their minds over parking at the food store. It, it's like you would think it's like the old school gladiatorial battles that used to take place in the old Roman Empire people shouting at each well, other because they're they're when they're returning the carts they're
1: being chased by laser and uh <laughs> and tower
0: laser American gladiators <laughs> yes yes um, no I'm talking old school gladiatorial combat like you, you find yourself in a situation where gladiatorial or gladiatorial gladiatorial that's what I said no you said gladiatorial. Hold on. You're calling me out like 10 words after the fact? Yes, I am. Your brain really had to process what I said. I wanted to make sure. I said gladiatorial. Here,
1: uh, no, you didn't. Here on the Warhammer edition of Dice and Pipes, when you fuck up your words, mm-hmm. especially when you refuse to admit it, you find yourself in a roll-to-drink mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Here on the Warhammer yeah, you said that already, side of things, you said it. we are going to be rolling... Mm-hmm. 12 dice with a difficulty of 19.
0: As always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got my 12. I can't even fit them in my fucking fist. (laughs) God damn it. Okay. Nope. Excuse me. You didn't even count. Do I have to? Wait, did I get. Oh, no, that's only a fucking four. <clears throat> so, the gladiatorial battle. So, the gladiatorial battle. Right. That's what I said initially, which is why I had a role. I'm just admitting my faults right now. This is like therapy. Is
1: this me. your version of nomenclature? <laughs> <laughs> nomenclature. Can you not say gladiatorial? Gladiatorial.
0: That's what I said. Oh, okay. All right. No, I could say it. So, um,. So you have two people that converge on a parking spot, right? It it, it always seems like it's very confrontational when you go to the food store. I mean, am I wrong? Am I right? Why is it that you just can't do the right thing and take your fucking cart and put it back where it belongs? It just adds, it it, it doesn't add, it, it negates any unnecessary stress that you need to have when you go food shopping. Well the the parking lot of a
1: supermarket is already like a war zone people i i i've parked my car i don't think thousands of times is an exaggeration in various places yes never have i seen more arguments transpire than at the supermarket right and i don't know why that is theoretically parking at like lowes or home depot should spark the most controversy because Chances are better than not. If you're walking into that store, you're walking out with something large and heavy. Okay. More but, more often than at the supermarket. But why? I don't understand. Why would that spark more? Because you want to be closer to your car because the thing is so heavy. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, Something about the supermarket, I don't know if it's because nobody wants to be there to begin with. Mm. Everything about the supermarket is terrible. Everything. Yes. The, the entire shopping experience is abysmal. Yeah, the environment is horrible. And it begins with... The parking spot. One thing I really regret about my old car, right? The the John Deere. I had a, a 2007, 2007 Honda CRV with like f- almost 400,000 miles on it. it
0: oh, was, I thought you were going to bring up the Acura.
1: No, no, no. You know what was great about the Honda? What's that? If there were shopping carts in my spot, full speed ahead Fucking and just ram right that son of a bitch. Because with 400,000 miles, who cares? <clears throat> the shopping cart is probably worth more than the car. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, now that I have a newer car, I can't do that anymore. No, you don't want to do that. No. Um, Why people don't bring it back? Because people are terrible. Yes. By and large, human beings should not exist. There are too many of us. We are all the most important person ever uh, to have ever existed. Yeah, of course. Every person you see, turns out that's the most important person in the world.
0: Wait, hold on. Are you telling me that I'm not the most important person in the
1: world? blowing minds what it's why they don't let people in at intersections
0: oh that's another it's why they leave their shopping carts and and we kind of talked about this when it came to the whole concept of suicide lanes right nobody knows how to merge through them it's everybody is thinking about themselves yes and everybody you you know what the, the bigger problem is in my opinion everybody is in a fucking gigantic rush to go nowhere right they're all in a rush to go nowhere like, you're fucking flying to get out of the parking lot. Like, where are you going? What are you doing? You yeah. know? Like, what's so important in your life that you have to race to wherever it is that you're going to? Spoiler alert. Yes? Nothing. Nothing. So, look, everybody, here's what we do. We take a deep breath. We just slow things down, and we listen to a little Dyson Pipes gameplay. That's what you do. And if that doesn't work? You fucking take your gun. You listen to your heart. Instruct you to grab your gun, get your gun and put it in your mouth and pull the trigger. Oh, no, that's not what it's telling you to do. That's horrible. Yeah, don't joke about that. No, that's that's terrible.
1: It's not funny. No,
0: no, making fun of suicide. My died. cousin killed himself. Good. <laughs> my cousin pushed a shopping cart once and died. You know the problem? real quick, and then let's get to the gameplay. The problem is people, number one, nobody has a sense of humor anymore. Everybody's so fucking serious about things. Like, you can't joke about anything anymore. Everybody is fucking sensitive. Uh, Number two, people will shoot other people over the smallest little thing. I just learned the other day that somebody got shot and killed over, get ready, a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yes. Stabbed, I believe. No, no, no. This was a new one. Oh. I think it was yesterday. Oh, there's a second incident. Got shot and killed over a fucking chicken sandwich. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Like, Well, now, wait.
1: Before I cast judgment, uh huh, I will say I have yet to try this famed chicken sandwich.
0: Okay, let me ask you this then. Uh, what food have you ever eaten that you would kill somebody over? Let me tell you... And when I say kill somebody, I'm sorry not to interrupt, but let me interject as you want to say I said it wrong before. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) If there was a food that was so delicious that you had to have it, but you know that if you just waited until tomorrow, you can get it, what food would you kill somebody over? Let me tell you about sausage and gravy. Like tomato sauce with eggs? Sausage, tomato sauce, hard-boiled eggs. No, sausage, white gravy, country gravy.
1: You put on biscuits. Oh, okay. You lather it up with butter. Yes, yes. Delicious. I'll kill a motherfucker for that.
0: You're kidding me. (laughs) Death to fucking gravy. If they take your fucking sausage and gravy. Wait, sausage biscuit or sausage with gravy?
1: It's white gravy with crumbled up sausage inside of it.
0: Okay. You'll kill somebody over that. Oh, yeah now where is this made like you'll make it yeah i can make it or oh, you can then you don't have to kill anybody over it you can make it yourself right okay so nobody's but once dying. it's made if it's not in my belly motherfuckers are gonna pay so let me get this straight well <clears throat> what do you make this in you make this in like a crock pot or a uh a pot yeah all right so you take out your pot right I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk the listeners through this okay would you rather me do it because i know how to make it you seem like you've never even heard of it. I've never heard of it because it sounds gross. But uh, So you don't have to worry about me stealing your sausage and gravy. I'm not a big fan of the white sauce. Um, um No, we don't need the, the instructions. We're just going to go through the, the so basics. So you start with butter.
2: No, we're not going to go through melt, the recipe.
0: You melt the butter. You're going to give people away your secret fucking recipe. And then you add flour to it. You make a roux. Okay, so now we've got it all rouxed out. And once it's rouxed, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. you uh, add the milk. But you add it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you add it slowly. <laughs> yes. You, you yes. add it slowly so you don't get lumps. And you add uh, some chicken mm-hmm. base. Lumps are bad. You got to go to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, so you give your, your gravy a pap smear. Okay. So now you have a nice smooth roux. Right. You add the milk. And then you add some chicken uh, bouillon, if you have it. Oh, little squares. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, or better than bouillon. Okay. It's like a paste. Mm. And your seasonings, salt, pepper, uh, sage, thyme, Uh, you fry up some sausage, and you put that in there, and you mix it all together, and you bake yourself some fresh biscuits. Okay. And you cut the biscuits open, and you put some butter on them, sons of bitches. And then you pour the delicious sausage gravy over the top. And most importantly, enjoy. Mm -hmm. Can you get this at IHOP? Probably, but I would never order it from some bastard store. I make it. You make it. and I'm going to make it for you one day.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll try. So uh, you, you make this. Now it's in your home. You kill somebody over it. If you made a one serving of sausage and gravy, and after it was done, right, it's done. It's, it's on the table. You're getting ready to eat, and your mother-in-law comes up. You use the bathroom, and she grabs it. And while you're taking a (laughs) shit, she eats your sausage and gravy. What do you do?
1: I wait until she's ready to go back down to her dungeon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I put a boot right to the small of her back (laughs) and give her an express trip down the stairs. Nice.
0: (laughs) That's how good it is for you. Well, on today's Warhammer episode, we'll find out if Bannon puts his boot in the back of any fucking demons. But let's just toast to uh, the failure to uh, return shopping carts. Cheers. Son of a bitch. Warning. The following gameplay includes
1: scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. What uh, What are you smoking over there?
0: Uh, opening night ah Cornell and deal I'm, oh. gonna, I'm gonna build myself up I figure yes um, when we do the intros yes see people uh getting an, an inside look as to how we're recording inside so, baseball there you go um I figure when we do the intros I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go with an English so I think I'm gonna work my way up usually we don't drink when we do this but I think I think I'm gonna drink okay not to get like blasted
1: right take the edge off
0: yeah yeah you know it's only like nine o'clock in the morning what' wrong with with drinking at nine I you can you could
1: wake up with an edge that has to be honed off
0: oh I thought you meant like the guitarist from YouTube
1: no. no you wake up with an edge that needs to be slashed
0: yeah and I think the I think the whiskey's
1: good. Wow, wow, do, wow, 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 wow. do,
0: do, do you think the listeners love it? You think they love, love it? Love it. I'm sure they love it when it's only in the intros. Maybe not the gameplay. I think gameplay is more like they're they're all serious minded people. Yeah, we're here to fucking take care of
1: business. Yeah. Speaking of taking care of business, yes, we are playing Warhammer. Thusly, I have Sir Reginald, my skull meerschaum pipe, uh, packed. To the tippity top, with uh, gentleman caller, getting some deer tongue up in this
0: mouth. Yeah, it in. smells really good. I'm smoking my uh, unfinished uh, series three uh, Savinelli Levat. Levat, yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> we uh, we did the recap <laughs> off uh, off mic.
0: Uh, I still don't understand what the fuck is going on. A lot of moving parts, I think, at this at this point.
1: We're getting there. It took a while to get all the moving parts moving, but now they are moving, and they are moving in all different directions. Good. That's what I like. So uh, we have landed on the swampy, mossy soil of uh, Sabatania, uh, your home district, uh, minus one bar because you burnt it down. But your home district,
0: nonetheless. It. My hope is that one day I will return there. And because the area is so dilapidated that it's really not going to get rebuilt anytime soon. And I'm going to walk through the rubble, the ash of this fire. And the only thing that's going to be remaining is the bathroom stalled door. That I smashed that dude's face into, and you actually can see a partial outline of like his forehead.
1: Right, like when the Wiley e. Coyote runs through the walls. Yes, you see the outline
0: of him. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping that you just see like the top of his skull, not like X51, not like that beautiful skull. Right. <laughs> I, I am so. drinking. I am drinking whiskey, but I'm not going to get into what I'm drinking because uh, we're going to cover that. I think I'm. Yeah, I think we're gonna drink that for the intros. Okay. Or at least I am. So I don't want to.
1: Talk in, about. And we'll drink that in greater detail. Yes. So I would say stay tuned to what you've already listened to that. So oh yeah, good point. So I can
0: tell people. Yeah, Alright, so anyway, I'm drinking the uh the <laughs> I totally forgot. This is it's like a, it's a time paradox. It's like time cop. Like, can I yeah. touch it? <laughs> is that gonna like fuck up the space time continuum? I'm drinking the uh the Jameson, this IPA edition, which I would have already known what it tasted like based on the intro, but technically, this is the first don't time my lips are touching fucking it. Fucking ruin it. Yeah, no, 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 I'm gonna ruin it for everybody. Everybody their minds are gonna be blown. They're gonna be like, i do not understand. how did he do the intro? He drank it, now he's drinking it again, but he's never had it. Blown away. That's
1: one option. The other option is they don't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. Or option three, I'm lying.
1: Yeah, that's true, too.
0: <clears throat> Stout is better.
1: Oh, wow. That initial. A, initial was, take. That
0: was a quick, hot take. Initial take. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry listeners. We're all business.
1: Go ahead. So uh, we are in Sabatania. We're in Levinas 8. And you need to find, in a desperate way, a Synthorum Battery Relay.
0: Now, I'm hopeful and assuming that while Bannon was on the ship, somebody actually showed him what this relay is because I'm going to say the entire time that he was being told by Genevieve uh, before she was a skull. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to assume that Bannon was just kind of playing along with her and assuming that, oh yeah, of course, everybody knows what this is, but theoretically or in reality he had no idea what one was so while on the ship he would have pulled somebody to the side hopefully and asked what the fuck is this relay right. that I'm looking for or at least a picture of it and maybe some history on it uh, yeah I
1: would imagine it's uh, it's very, it's fairly large like when you find it you're gonna have to have a ship come and help you extract it. it's not like something that you can put in a backpack uh, it's a very large uh, picture like an engine block Okay. except for a void ship uh, it's not quite that large but it's it's a big piece of machinery okay so to get us uh, to get us started Mm-mm. let's start with a roll this is your home district so I'm gonna give you plus one dice for this roll okay and let's see if you would even have any idea where to begin. To look for this uh this battery relay that we're looking for. And I'm going to ask you for a pilot test. Good, good. Uh difficulty three.
0: My pilot skill is three. <laughs> so you have a plus one die. I get a right? plus one die, yeah. So four die. Starting off good, you passed with a complication. Nope, nope. I passed with an exalted. On your wrath. On my wrath.
1: Wowie kazowie! Yeah. Give yourself a point of ruin. Oh,
0: you said difficulty three, and I can shift.
1: You, okay.
0: So I have uh, uh, I have two exalted icons and an icon. Wow. So I don't get a ruin. You get a ruin. That's right. Not today, though. Not uh, today.
1: All right, we're off to a good start. So you can shift, you say? Yes. Okay. So if you were to kind of be sitting at a cantina, having a drink and racking your brain, trying to think of where you could find this thing, you do know that years ago there used to be um, like a portmaster almost. His name is Harrison. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. There's, uh, there was, uh, like, a void ship uh, dockmaster uh, by the name of Samuel, Samael. S-A-M-A-E-L. Samael. And the only reason you remember him, it's not because of his wares or his reputation uh, per se. It's because you remember the very violent, and very uh, vicious uh, sales war that went on between Sam A L and the other void ship merchant named Bariel. B-A-R-I-E-L. You remember that they had like a trade war going on with each other for like the number one void ship merchant. Because unfortunately, uh, a lot of void ships don't come to this planet. Now where these people are now uh, is unknown to you. But you do remember there were two merchants and you remember they had a very vicious ad campaign, let's say, that involved bloodshed and sabotage. Okay. And pull polit- uh, 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 and corporate espionage. Well, all the oranges.
0: Good. Like oranges. Yes, got it. What a horrible fucking joke. <clears throat> okay, Bannon. While back in this district, it does a lot of like traveling in this area with his hood up. Assuming I th- just like seated in his brain is the fact that maybe people like local authorities will recognize will recognize him and want to question him in regards to uh, what happened at the bar. Okay. So regardless of his position and working on behalf of the Inquisitor, he still wants to kind of keep a low profile as he works his way around. Um, so even though he carries all the pomp and circumstance with announcing that he is, in fact, an Inquisitorial acolyte, he's going to uh, try to keep his identity masked. Okay. So this... Um, he has this epiphany while... while Sitting down in a bar, he's having a he's having a drink. So uh I guess uh we'll kinda rack his brain to try to figure out where um where he can start some sort of investigation. So he's gonna try to think back to where if ships were to make this jump to the planet, where in fact they would dock. Right. So to speak.
1: There's a few shipyards <clears throat> um And there's one fairly close by. There's one about ten kilometers uh to the north of your location. And that's probably the only one that you would know of because it's actually in
0: your district. Can Bannon recall anything taking place at this shipyard? Okay, actually let me let me start with this question. The uh the this so called war between these two uh merchants it took place in his lifetime or this is something yeah. that okay well obviously yeah. right if, if these two gentlemen potentially could still be around um within like the last 10 years is, is he familiar enough with the history because i would think he probably didn't really give a shit it was maybe because of like the bloodshed it makes it stand out but not something that would be so remarkable that he would know the date Right. Right. It's not like everybody knows September 11th, right? You know right. exactly when that is. It, like, it's
1: it's similar to, um, was that Crazy Eddie? Oh, yeah. I love
0: Crazy Eddie. Right.
1: So Crazy Eddie got in trouble. Oh, yes, he did. And we kind of know it was
0: several years ago. Right. But I couldn't tell you, in no, fact, when it was. You just know it
1: happened roughly okay. 15, 20 years ago.
0: Can I recall? People are listening. They're like, who the fuck is Crazy Eddie? Google it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch some um, YouTube commercials of crazy. Oh, he I mean. was crazy. The prices are insane. Insane. Oh, he was great. Um, would I can can he recall if any of this bloodshed had taken place in the shipyard that that Bannon's familiar with? Would any of them? How about this? Would either of those two individuals be linked potentially to the ship? The shipyard that's within 10 clicks from where we are.
1: With the shift, I would say that you know that uh, Samael's dockyard or uh, uh, port hub was at the dockyard that's in your sector. Okay. So we have a couple options. Um, we can commandeer land speeders. We can take maglev trains. uh however you want to do this. He's going to take the
0: maglev. Okay.
1: So uh, while you climb aboard this maglev train, uh, x 51 kind of starts floating around you, and you can tell it's scanning you. It uh, doesn't say anything, but you can
0: tell it's monitoring you. Okay, I just... Bannon glances over at it and says, back in the pack, and he'll unzip the pack. My my impression of this area, <clears throat> excuse me, my impression of this area is that not many people, if at all, anybody, uh, travels with a servo skull. Yeah, probably, but
1: it, remember when smartphones first uh, took off? Right. Right. Um, let's talk like two years after smartphones were launched. Okay. Most people had smartphones, but you wouldn't be remiss or you wouldn't be shocked to see somebody with a flip phone. It's kind of similar. Okay. People know servo skulls are a thing. They wouldn't be shocked to see one, um, but it definitely would cause like a double take. Uh, but it will go into your pack without it just kind of.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I would like it stored in the pack for the time being. His rationale is this is not the nicest area in the world. And if you want to like go back to the analogy of having smartphones like two years after the right introduction of smartphones, like I could see going through a horrible neighborhood, you walking around with your, your iPhone out, you, like, you're going to get robbed. Right. So I just want to try to reduce the attraction to myself. As I'm taking public transportation, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> not the smartest idea, <laughs> but, but I also didn't want ha- I didn't want ha- I did not want to have him commandeer a vehicle. I just don't think that would have gone over too well. Right. So we'll we'll take public trans. All right. Uh, give me a wrath dice by
1: itself. Oh, okay. A five. Okay. So uh, this is going to be quite a long journey uh, by maglev train. There's going to be a couple of transfers involved. Are you looking to take the train all the way? Unless something happens, of course, but assuming it's going to be a quiet trip, are you looking to take it all the way? All the way. Okay.
0: Knowing that if I can't come across this thing with, I would think the utmost, what's the word? In an expeditious manner.
1: Expediency.
0: Yes. I'm going to be left on this wretched planet to burn. Yeah. No, no, no. We're going straight there. Okay. Okay. Let the investigation begin. All right, so I would say it is
1: like late morning when you hop onto this maglev train. Uh, it is going to take you until about late afternoon uh, to get to your destination. Is there anything that you would like to review? Anything you want to do at all on this trip?
0: If I find myself in a car by myself, right? If if Bannon's alone, uh, that's some leg of the trip, I will have X5-1 come out. And just recite hymns,
1: <laughs> just to
0: fully indoctrinate Bannon into the uh, the realm of the Inquisitor.
1: Well, you will not be by yourself. Uh, from enough of the trip, where you're going to take the time to take this thing out, have it start reciting hymns, and then put it back. Uh, this is still a fairly populated sector. Not nice, but it's still fairly populated, so there's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous with this train. Uh, But by late afternoon, we arrive at the dockyard, which is in utter and total disrepair. Uh, It doesn't look like it is abandoned, but it looks like the staff that's running it is woefully unequipped to run a dockyard
0: safe to assume this maglev train, like, one of the stops is the dockyard based on, like, employment there. This is how people... Yeah, it's a a little,
1: like, mini (laughs) sector, but it's almost like being in, like, the South Street Seaport. Uh, There's some places to eat. There's some bars, some less savory places, gambling halls, uh, tenements, and uh, you're also going to have shipyards, uh, receiving docks it's a whole big it's like a harbor almost except for spaceships would
0: would finding this relay would this be stored in a warehouse in a way that um, you would go to like a Napa or like an advanced auto parts and you would find let's say like an alternator yes so it's it's a fairly common part every void ship has one
1: that travels the warp okay Basically, this battery relay uh, reroutes and amplifies power so the uh, astropath can tap into the warp and you can actually enter the warp. Once you're in, the battery relay shuts down. Right. It's just a device to
0: propagate getting into the warp. Okay. All right. Bannon, he, he makes his way to the uh, to these dockyards.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the store you're looking for in particular with A.L., you don't really see anything that sparks a memory
0: okay so one by one I'm just gonna go into because these buildings they're not I'm sure they're like run down like you said like the the manpower here isn't enough to really staff this place but right. there has to be like I'm assuming like you can walk up there's almost like a like a storefront where yeah. you can go in and Talk to people. Talk and yep. order parts and shit like that. Yep. Okay. So th- he's gonna make his way over to the first one that he okay. comes across as he's walking down this this road.
1: Uh, yeah. So you find yourself uh, in front of this um, derelict shop. Uh, it's got like metal roll down gates for the windows. Uh, like at night when you know when they close up, those gates are kind of ripped from the hinges or from the rolling mechanism on the top. Spray paint things of that nature. Uh, but it is open. You can see a couple of people inside milling about.
0: All right. I'll, I'll, I peer through the window. Do, like there's like a counter, there's employees there, and then yeah. it's, I would assume it's connected to some like large warehouse. Type. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. So I'll, I'll, I enter the place. Okay. It's late afternoon, right? Yes. Okay. So I walk in. Uh, I take a, a quick look around. I just want to see if there's cameras in here.
1: Uh, give me uh, investigation. Difficulty two. The Russian man lady is here. Where's the
0: uh, chief of border patrol? I believe he is inside. Good. She is lucked out once again. I believe this is the same role that I made in the bar. I have failed with a complication.
1: All right. Uh, So you're looking around, you don't notice any uh, picked recorders. Uh, And I would say your complication is uh, the shop owner notices you looking around for cameras. Oh, wow.
0: That's very generous of you. Okay. Do you have another idea? Well, I was thinking that, uh, so Bannon looks around, he sees that there are no, ca- or what he believes to be no cameras in the place. So he takes his hood off. But in fact, not only are there cameras in here, but the cameras have like facial recognition software. So they're just doing scans. And it turns out that because I'm a wanted man, it might potentially pop up on a, uh, on a facial scan. All
1: right. Uh, an, an odd will go with mine, and an even will go with yours. Okay. That is a three. Okay. All right, so this guy uh, notices you noticing things. Or uh, not noticing anything. Yeah. <laughs> but looking around trying, like, trying, yeah, I'm trying to trying notice like something. like a son of a bitch to notice something. <laughs> and
0: uh, he just
1: kind of gruffly, what do you want?
0: He's one of the employees behind the counter? Yeah.
1: Okay, I walk up to him. As you walk up, you notice his hand goes, his right hand goes underneath the counter.
0: Easy friend. I'm just here looking for parts. I have an employer who's trying to get his hands on a relay. Any chance you can help me with this? What kind of relay? That's a Synthorum. I repeat that back to
1: him. Uh, that's a that's a
0: hefty part. He's willing to pay a hefty price.
1: Mm. Well, I don't have anything like that. Um, that old guy Samuel may have it.
0: You know where I could find the Samuel?
1: Yeah, he's got a shop uh, on the other side of the street,
0: a few blocks down. I'd appreciate your help. Yeah, I'll turn to leave. I put my hood back up and okay. I'll walk out of the walk out of the place,
1: and we'll make our way to his shop.
0: Yep, yep. That's where I'm going. All right.
1: Uh, so when you walk into his shop, his shop is completely empty. Um, the shelves—it almost looks like a like a, like a supermarket before a big storm. Like all the shelves are kind of empty. There's like one can of motor oil, like tipped mm-hmm. over on its side. A tumbleweed might blow by. Uh, but this this place is barren, and you see this older guy um, missing one arm, and he's just kind of wiping the same spot on the counter, just kind of gazing out the window, not really paying attention to anything, just wiping.
0: So I step through the door, and I see that this place is... Being that it's not stocked, I don't even bother to look for cameras. I just assume, like, th- this place kind of looks like a shithole. I'm probably not even going to find what I'm looking for here. So, again, he takes his his hood off and steps up to the, the uh, you know, the counter. It says, Samael? Yes. Yes. One of your fellow businessmen pointed me in this direction. I'm here on behalf of my employer. I'm looking for a relay. He said, you might know where to get one.
1: Okay, okay. Um, uh, I uh, I have it. I have it. Uh, I'm not sure if you're gonna want it. Not sure if you're gonna want it. Why wouldn't I want it? Well, let's let's take a look. Let's uh, let's take a look. And he gets up, and he's kind of like hobbles. He's a little heavy set. Uh. Hobbles over to the back door and with his left arm, because he doesn't have a right arm, he uh he pushes the door open and kind of motions with his head for you to follow him, and you walk into this big warehouse. Alright, so I follow him. What uh what do you need this relay for? What what do you need the relay for?
0: For a ship. For my employer's ship.
2: Hmm.
1: You need to replace one? You gotta replace it, or <clears throat> is it is it busted,
0: uh, broken? Uh, let's just take a look at the relay and uh, I'll let my employer decide what exactly it is that he wants to do
1: ah, fair enough fair enough sounds good. so he brings you down to this uh, this one rack and the back room actually has a lot of uh, a lot of ship parts nothing that you could probably recognize but some of the things do look fairly fancy mm. for for you and he brings you to this uh, this Centaurum battery relay. It is probably about five meters wide by about eight meters long. Holy shit. Probably about four meters tall. Well, here she is. This is, uh, here she is. This is her.
0: The limited knowledge that Bannon has with servo skulls since the servo skull can scan me, can the servo skull take photos and then upload them? Like when I uh, Sure. Yeah. Okay, so okay. So I say, uh, excuse me if you don't mind. <laughs> and Genevieve. I, <laughs> I, I slip one arm uh, out of uh out of my backpack and I kinda like pull it over to the front and I unzip it and I say X five one. I kinda hold open the bag.
1: And
0: it comes out. I say Photos, please, and upload those to the ship.
1: And uh, X-5-1 kind of quickly just does like a once-over of the machine. Uh, and then it kind of stops and starts kind of processing for a second, and it spins to you. This is the correct part, Ben. Very good. I'll turn to Samael. I'll take it. Well, there's something you should know about this before you take it. Something you got to know about this before taking
0: it. What's the problem? What's the issue? I
1: was waiting to see how long until you guys start doing that. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, this is missing a dynamo core reactor. It's missing the core reactor. Of course
0: it is. Why not? How hard would it be to get that part? Obviously, you haven't gotten your hands on it. I would think if you did, you would have put it into the relay. No?
1: Yeah, uh, you're not going to find one in this sector. There ain't one in this sector here. So you're going to probably have to do some exploring. You have to go out and look around.
0: Do some exploring. Mm. You know what sector in this wretched hellhole I might be able to find this?
1: Not to be rude, and believe me, I don't want to be rude. If I knew, I would have it myself. I can't. Rightly sell a part. No way I'm selling this part when it's missing the main piece.
0: Bannon turns to him. Will you give me a minute? Just one minute. Of course. Of course. Good. Very good. Um <clears throat> Uh Bannon, he'll step outside. He's going to uh He's gonna send a message up to the ship. Okay. Bennett doesn't want to bother the Inquisitor with this. Probably so a good idea. He, he wants to try to see if he can talk to, maybe connect with some sort of engineer in the uh, whatever part of the like boots. No, no, I don't think boots. He's a mechanic. He is a mechanic. All right, maybe I'll try that first. All right. I hate to use the term radio up, but that's like the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Like I'm gonna radio up to the ship. Okay.
1: Why do we not want to use that term?
0: I don't know. It seems like it would be outdated by then. Like mm. I should like calm up or vox up or right, you know, something cool. Radio up doesn't sound cool.
1: Okay, we're gonna vox up.
0: We're gonna, gonna vox ante up. up. Oh shit, we're playing poker. <laughs> no, it's that, that got me into trouble in fucking in the D and D campaign. Yeah, it sure did. Yeah, let's not let's not anti up.
1: Uh, all right, so uh, you're in touch with the uh, with the engineering portion of the ship. And uh, the engineering foreman, uh, Gastrix, answers. You got Gastrix. Hey,
0: this is Bannon. I'm down at Lavinia's aid. I've come across a uh, a relay. Unfortunately, this relay is missing the Dynamo Core Reactor. Okay. Um, Can we strip it from the relay that's currently on the ship, or is this something that we're going to have to obtain because there is uh, no known lo- no known locations of this uh, reactor at least in this sector and it's going to take a little while to try to come across one if in fact there is any
1: no the dynamo core is uh, it's liquid so moving it isn't an option uh, and I have to get into the relay on the ship to see if it was damaged if chances are it probably was um, best I could tell you is maybe get in touch with the tech priest I know there's one friendly to the Inquisition in, uh, Lavinus Seven.
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with the Tech Priest. Uh, in the meantime, like I said, I've secured a relay. If you would like to, uh, forward that information along and send a crew down to pick it up.
1: Uh, well, we can't pick it up until the core is inside of it. The core leaving orbit, if it's not in its housing, it's going to shatter. So we have to put the core in the reactor first before we can pick it up. Okay. But we can, uh, I can send some people down to secure it. Make sure this thing doesn't disappear on us.
0: Yeah, that might be a safe bet considering I can't imagine the last time anybody was inquiring into a relay. So, and now I could see this thing growing legs and leaving its location. So if if you can manage that, that would be great.
1: Yeah, I'll send. Uh, I'll send one of my, one of my engineers down.
0: Okay. All right. So I end the call. Uh, I look at Samuel. Um <clears throat> One of my men will be uh, showing up soon, just to uh, to settle things up here. All right. I appreciate your help. Thank you.
1: That's uh, a pleasure. I I appreciate the business, and I mean, thank you for the business.
0: Excellent. Uh, so. Um, Yeah, I'll walk out. Do I have uh Do I have means to get in touch with Cyrus? Sure. Okay. So I'll do that. I I step out of this place. I'm gonna walk away. You know, I'm gonna like if this is off of like a pier or whatever, I'm just gonna kinda like walk my way down. Okay. Um and then I'm going to send a message to uh, to Cyrus.
1: Now, would you be using your personal Voxcaster, or would you be using X51?
0: No, I feel like I would be dictating this to X51. <laughs> okay, good. You know, just really add to the. Uh... Yeah. Take a note. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, I've been watching Hell on Wheels lately. Oh, I've never seen it.
1: Oh, it's a great show. I can picture the Durant guy who runs the railroad yelling at his telegram guy multiple times an episode. Send a telegram. <laughs> <laughs> Attention, secretary. Stop. The railroad needs funds. Stop. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to give a message to X-5-1 to relay.
0: Yes. <clears throat> um. Relay for the mothership has been located in Levinas 8. Is that it? No. Okay. S- stop. No. <laughs> However, the relay is missing the Dynamo core reactor. Your services are needed regarding this matter. Please contact me at your earliest convenience.
2: Sending transmission.
0: So uh the
1: skull kinda does its thing.
2: Excuse me, Acolytes Bayman. X five one. There is an issue. The box cast on the receiving end is deactivated.
0: Cyrus is not receiving incoming Vox messages? Correct.
2: Running diagnostics?
0: I'll await your report.
2: After scanning several Vox transmissions, it appears that there's open warfare in the streets of Lavinus 87. It's possible that the Vox caster was deactivated or destroyed.
0: Are you aware of the proximity to this tech priest that this war is taking place?
2: Unknown. Vox transmissions indicate a drug war
0: Of course To X51 How many kilometers from here to Lavinus 7 Particularly the tech priest's last known location
2: His laboratory is approximately 12 kilometers west of our location
0: Okay are there any? Um, what would you call them? Like a uh, like a ship that stays within orbit, like the, yeah. um, you know, like almost like that transport ship that we were yeah. using. Uh, does it appear that there are any around? Not that I'm gonna hijack one. Sure. Yeah, there's ships all over the place. But almost like a like a taxi that you can yep. hire. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go find one. I'm gonna like Uber me a fucking a ship.
1: Do you want one that is armed?
0: No. Just basic bitch. Bannon looks at it like, uh, I'm armed. Like I, I don't want some crazy fucking... I just want some like nondescript ship that's going to be able to, under the radar, like fly me into Lavinus 7 and get me as close as I can to the Tech Priest last known location. All right, so we
1: have uh, a high-altitude land speeder that can get us there. Okay.
0: All right, I'll I'll work on securing that.
1: All right, so uh, if you were to go into, like, uh, the hub, I guess, of of where these ships are, uh, you see a guy uh, who's working on one of these high-altitude land speeders, um, welding, uh, polishing, buffing, that kind of thing.
0: Here's a question for you. When I spoke with the engineer, he's going to send a man down. Do you think when he sends a guy down, he's going to show up in a way that's going to show people around, or at least Samael, that he's part of the Inquisition? Because I picture people who work on the ship, like they wear...
1: Well, you are wearing all kinds of Inquisition stuff.
0: Oh, I am, aren't I? Yeah. Okay. Disregard that question, Disregard.
1: Yeah, there. Uh, unless you give specific instructions, there is no hiding anything. Okay. There's probably going to be a at least a guy, if not multiple, that march in and say on behalf of the Inquisition,
0: we're seizing this. Okay. Very good. All right. So I'll walk into, you know, the area where this uh, Land Cruiser. Is. Okay. Uh. So
1: this guy working on this ship. Is going to notice you. And, uh...
0: Oh, you need a ride? I need a ride. And I need it now. Ah,
1: Viceroy. How are you?
0: I know not to eat your food. You know, what's crazy. I never really... Dr- well, I, I know. I have drank Jameson before. But I never really liked it. But the more I drank Caskmates... I'm a bigger and bigger fan. Dude, this stout edition is turning. It, it's like adding itself probably to like my top 10 whiskeys. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I really like it. Anyway, we hope that you enjoyed the uh, trials and tribulations of Bannon Spayburn as he makes his way through all the different Levinuses. So many Levinuses. Fucking all over this, all over this goddamn you know, think world. When I was making the campaign, I would start with Lavinus 1. Nope. Nope. But there but there would be a Levinas one. Like, why would you make him in Levinus one? No, he's in an eight and has gone to seven and goes to or three. Or
1: he was in seven and went to eight.
0: Or seven, I'm sorry. Or was it eight? Who knows? It, who, who knows? Ultimately, who cares? It doesn't matter because uh, continue listening a few episodes from now. Huh. um, We'll find out what happens. Did we even pitch the fucking contest in the beginning? I think so. I hope so. We could do it again. Well, we'll do it really quick. Uh, real quick, uh, next week we're going to go ahead and decide who the winner is. Uh, for our little giveaway. So if you haven't already, Five on the Apple, or you can email us at diceandpipes at gmail.com. Uh, again, five star on the Apple, and then talk shit to us. We don't even care, just as long as we get that five stars. It um, helps grow the show and help us find new whiskey dicks out there. Yes, yes.
1: There is there is somebody. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. There is somebody. I'm limp. Out in the, <laughs> out in the uh, ether. My microphone,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Somebody out in the ether. Mm-hmm. That is bored and sad. Yes. And they are opining. Opining with so much pine and so much O. Lots of opining for a great new show. Like, oh man, I smoke pipes and I play tabletop games and I have no friends. Well, Johnny.
0: Yes. Welcome home. Probably got so stressed out. They were at the grocery store.
1: No place to park because it's just shopping carts all willy nilly everywhere.
0: Reckless abandon. They're getting ready to grab their Tomahawk because of probably an old engine. <clears throat>
1: they feel like they're the only ones mm-hmm. that feel like they want to vomit when they see somebody walking around the meggings.
0: Yes, they're one of us.
1: They get infuriated during the winter times mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. there's somebody driving around with a, a layer of snow on top of their car, like icing on uh, the cupcake. Fucking drives me mad. There's somebody out there who fucking
0: hates the number eight. Goddamn guy is just at home on Thanksgiving.
1: He's like, guys, the number eight should be a letter U on its side. It yes. makes so much sense.
0: Welcome home, my brother. That's it. You see some fucking f- in a guy Fox mask. I closed my book. Oh, hey. shit. You better open that shit up and fucking mark that time. You know you're at home. You know you're with your people. Here on the Dyson Pipe Show, we, we, we'd we like to... We're a shelter, a haven for all you misfits out there that just enjoy some fucking good whiskey and a and a pipe to smoke in those darkest moments of your life. We're just here to, to bring it in, put a smile on your face, and hopefully you don't fucking shoot up a school. Might want to reopen that book. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh... Two caskmates. Oh, choices. Thank you for the choices. For the International Phonetic Alphabet. But I prefer the stout edition. Two supermarkets. Oh, you and your fucking carts. You know what? The carts, they should be on like retractable chains. Where like when the carts get left out, they just push a button and it pulls them right back.
1: And or my, hire retarded people to bring them back. No, they already do. Oh.
0: They already, and that's the problem. That's why they're left out in the lot, because the fucking retards can't bring them back. My balls are sweating from the heater. <laughs> to school shootings. Look, if, if here at the Dyson Pipes <coughs> podcast, we could prevent just one, all right? We've done our due diligence. It's a mental health problem, people. Dude, it's not a gun problem. Two Dyson and Pipes.